I'm going to the Savannah Bananas baseball game. <laughs> they're playing. I thought, I thought you were going to say bar. I'm like, dude. They're playing the Megan Bacon. Be careful. That sounds a lot like Ugly Tuna Saluna. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. The Savannah Bananas are playing the Megan Bacon. Okay. <laughs> in the playoffs. For they have their, their own league down here. Is that the funniest thing ever? <laughs> and they're like this angry banana with a baseball bat. And the bacon <laughs> is the same thing. It's like a, like an angry piece of bacon. <laughs> Hysterical. All you need is peanut butter and fucking Elvis would be. <laughs> right. Welcome to the podcast that explores mysterious disappearances, bizarre worldly occurrences, strange phenomenon, and basically everything that's weird. Welcome to the podcast. Everything that's weird. We are your host, Anthony and Brandon. And tonight we are talking about, well, it's called the Kelly Hopkinsville, Hopkinsville encounter. Yeah. Hillbillies versus aliens. That's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> Hillbillies versus aliens. That's right. <laughs> so you have to understand. So we're, we're kind of, we're, we're from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. We we we're we're a northern state. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. we're very we're very close to that Mason Dixon line. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we could very easily have fought for the South. Yeah. Um in fact I think some of the people we went to school with still are trying to fight for the South. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting place. So Yeah. And Tell I got a few it. gems about Hopkinsville because I, 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 I started looking into this story and a couple little odd things kept popping up about this town. Now, the town, like compare, like you're comparing it to our town. So this town, Hopkinsville, even though it doesn't seem like it when I was you're looking through these photos of the place or even if you go to their website, it's it's reasonably bigger than than where we're from. Is that true? It's. Yeah, it's it's like thirty one square miles, and where we're from is only five point three square miles. So their and their population is much higher than ours. They they're really at, yeah thirty thousand six hundred and eighty, and ours is only eleven thousand eight hundred ninety six. Now our density is much higher. Okay, so it's more of a spread out place. Yes, so our density is much much higher. It's like twenty two hundred people a square mile. So theirs is 963 people square mile. So it's, it's our, we're relatively dense compared to them. They're a bigger area, but they got a lot more people. And here, here's, here's something I found interesting right now today. Hopkinsville is like, has one of the lowest um, age averages. Their average what? age in Hopkins. Yeah. In Hopkinsville, Kentucky right now, the average age is like 28. What, why is that? Well, what I understand is, is that a lot of people from Hopkinsville had moved just down to Tennessee because, um, uh, was Nashville's right there. Okay. And, and they, 
they moved down there to the city and and did things like or or up north and so, went to college and then they, once they got their education and they they're living in the city they kind of just kind of meandered back and started doing stuff like small businesses now there's a military base i think it's close this is like what, this is like southwestern kentucky right yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's the it's the western side of Kentucky, and it gets and that I guess that would there, be so north, that south. would be right north of Nashville, I guess, right? Yes. Okay. So they, I think it was like a lot of people just kind of meandered back to their hometown, you know, and started opening little businesses and boutiques and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, but. It does have a checkered past, you know. They, <laughs> it does. They have a checkered past. <laughs> they they have a lot of stuff that plays tribute to different various things like slavery and well, yeah, it's uh, taking over. So they and there's because there's a lot of guilt there. So, yeah. So rightfully so. Yeah, because apparently they they got a pretty famous walking trail. Oh God damn it! It's the Trail of Tears. Oh, right through shit. the place. Yes. Native Americans. Yep, they marched them right through uh, Hopkinsville. And uh, there's actually, it was like two famous Cherokee chiefs that died that were commemorated there. So, Really? Yeah. That died on the Trail of Tears, sadly. So, and then they got a pretty unique uh, resident, a couple, couple unique residents just up the road, Jefferson Davis. The president of the Confederacy <laughs> was born just about 15 minutes up the road. <laughs> so, do you remember? And this used to happen all the time when we were like in junior high. People would bring Confederate money to school. Ooh. They would go like on vacation, to like wherever Gatlinburg or whatever. Yeah, and they would buy Confederate money. It's so weird, isn't it? Weird. It's yeah, bizarre. It's- I think there's an Andy Griffith about that that's been buried, but it was uh, they had savings bonds, and he, the guy the guy held on to these savings bonds forever. He was like poor, and here they're like, oh, you're a millionaire, <laughs> and uh, here has found out they were like Confederate savings bonds. <laughs> <laughs> that's a heartbreaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, I, the, so the Trail of Tears ran through there, huh? Yeah, Trail of Tears ran through there. Jefferson Davis was born right up the road. Now, they had a, they had a group in the early 1900s, too, that was these the Silent Brigade, they were called, because they had a lot, a lot of tobacco there and the uh, monopolization of the tobacco market forced their farmers to take ridiculously low prices so the silent brigade was born because farmers were still selling under the you know secretly when they were telling them that hey don't sell to this company you know we'll hold out on them so Uh, okay and they kind of became they kind of took on that they weren't the Ku Klux Klan it was it was like a but that mentality like if they don't do it we're gonna scare the shit out of them until they do (laughs) So there was these night riders. At one point in the early 1900s, like 250 mass people took over the police station, shut down all access from the outside world, and <laughs> like took over the city. So it was kind of a big deal, and it was all about tobacco sales. So 
And they also have another famous resident who's buried in their cemetery, the psychic Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet. Really? Swear he's buried <laughs> in their town. That kind so of doesn't surprise me though, right? So here you go. Here's your supernatural. <laughs> so. But that area of the country. So that area of the country. And maybe this plays into the story a little bit. But it's, it's sort of shut off, especially in 1955. Yeah. And it's like, we're not really Hillbilly Elegy, right. which is a great movie, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, uh, but, like, this area, which is maybe a couple hours south of where we're from, mm-hmm. is is that. Yeah. This is deep in the holler, as they call it. Which I don't know exactly what a holler is. <laughs> Does that mean it's a holler away? <laughs> or it's like a holler? I think it, it's like hillbilly. Like, what I, does that mean? I think it's a description of like land formation. Okay. So that means like a gully. Yeah, I think so. I mean, don't quote me. But. <laughs> Okay, so there's. I get, I get, I, I can't find that. You know, I'm, I was looking. I was like, I'm gonna try and pull something up, but uh, it's weird. Like a holler is a place where the sun comes up late and sets early. <laughs> okay. So. So it's a valley. It's a valley. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this story. Okay, there is a timeline, but it's a little disputed between who said what went, but it's not the facts aren't disputed. It's more like who was where. Right. Okay. So there's a lot of three name people. <laughs> As there always is. <laughs> right. So I guess it starts with we got to talk about the matriarch, which is Glennie Lackford. She's okay. the owner so, of the farmhouse. Right. Okay, so... Alright, maybe it's easier just to say what happened. They show up at the police station, and they said they've been in a shootout with aliens for four hours. Yes. Panic. They're all scared to death. They're out of their mind. Yes. Now... A lot of people attributed this to alcohol, mm-hmm. but they swear that this isn't an alcohol-induced thing. Now, I will no. say, I have had white lightning. <laughs> oh, my God. If you're ever going to hallucinate. Right. right. <laughs> or go blind. Or go blind. But I've never seen anything like what they saw. Right. And so Billy Ray Taylor is at the well. Mm-hmm. And he tells his friend Elmer Lucky Sutton. Yeah, well, that- uh, well, Billy Ray Taylor was Elmer Lucky Sutton, who's the son of Glennie Langford. Those guys, him and his wife, and Billy Ray and his wife, worked for the carnival and they were visiting so elmer's the son of the homeowner and his nickname was lucky and billy ray's his buddy 
As a general rule, you don't take Carney's word for fact, but... <laughs> Is this ride safe? Yep. <laughs> but he tells him he, sees that he saw a flying saucer, and it sort of had like a, a rainbow exhaust. And he kind of lost sight of it over the holler or gully, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they laughed at him. They laughed at him. But there's a bunch of people. So, Glennie's there. Mm-hmm. O.P. Barker. Yep. Uh, Lucky Sutton, Vera Sutton. John, here it is. John Charlie Sutton. Yep. And their three children. It, and uh, nobody really... Glennie's no- three children. She had two marriages. The first marriage was... Uh, gave her the sons J.C. Sutton and Elmer Lucky Sutton. Okay, right. And J.C. So it's a little hard to keep track of all It is. J.C. Sutton and Aileen, his wife, lived on the farm. He ran the farm for his mom. And they're like, you're high. There's no alien. Right. Right? Like, they they don't believe him at all. Yeah. And then the dog starts barking. They're going crazy. So, like... Man, when you live out when you live out in the middle of nowhere, and you can attest to this, because mm-hmm. <laughs> we both had the houses out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, when animals start going crazy, <laughs> something's up. Because mm-hmm. like they're used to very chill atmosphere, so when the dog goes nuts, I think they kind of pay attention. Plus, it's the fifties. I mean, yeah. there's only is there even three channels at this point. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> right? There's, there's. Well, two. they didn't even have a radio. Okay. Well, they didn't so have a TV watch, or a radio. They're not even watching TV. And there's definitely no cable. <laughs> so, they see the Sutton um, kids see this UFO. And then it's like, okay, there is a UFO. And they see that there's people inside the UFO or aliens. Um, they call it a small man, about three and a half feet tall. Yeah. So, um, they said they have large round heads. Um, they said their eyes were glowing with fire. I don't know what that is, but they have long, thin arms, um, disproportionate to their body. Um, and so they're kind of wigged out. So they do what any, and they grab their shotguns. Yeah, you uh, shoot first and let God sort out the rest. <laughs> right, right. Very hands-on approach to protecting <laughs> your farm. Well, this is what helps out the credence of the story is when you have this family going into the police station. That's mm-hmm. kind of a big deal because they're uh, we take care of our own kind of people. Before we go talk to the police. Exactly. So they're not going to go run into the police unless they're legit scared. So. So. Okay. So they have like. It, it's a typical. Like Kentucky house. It's got like an overhang. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really a lean to. It's, it's more like a porch. Right. Yeah. Well there's like a. There's like a little uh, shed roof over the door. Over the back door. Okay, so, all right, that was hard to 
understand. I thought it was more like a porch area, but anyway, whatever. No, I saw out. there's a picture of it, and they actually have uh, Billy Ray and uh, Lucky standing outside of it because they were kind of showing he's holding the shotgun still in his hand, and they're, they're looking up at the little porch roof, and it's just a just tiny little overhang that hangs over the door. So, okay. They see it. They immediately shoot at it. Because, mm-hmm. like, what else are you going to do, right? Right. You got to shoot it. And it's kind of playing with them. It peeks in, and they shoot at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they saw multiple of them, but never more than two at any given point. Right. So they immediately, like, run outside. So that movie Signs with that mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. All right. The alien hops on the roof. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. <laughs> Is yeah. that right? Yeah, so, it actually reached down and grabbed his head. And that wigs him out. Yeah, they pull, uh, his wife pulled him back into the door. Mm-hmm. And and then Lucky starts shooting at it. But this, and, this has happened a couple times. Like, they're, they keep, keep popping up and they, they fire shots at it. And it does what they call the, like a flip. It flips back and they hear a metallic pang. And it flips back and then it, and it disappears. And then it reappears somewhere else. So, and they said the locomotion on it was really weird. Like... Um, it had this kind of waddle back and forth at the hips. It never really touched the ground. Its legs didn't really bend. And it, and it, when it was taking off, it would go onto all fours and kind of do this monkey-like across the ground run on all fours. But even at this time, they keep shooting at it. And the older people in the house are like, yeah, you guys, there's no aliens, right? Mm-hmm. They really do. They're like... They, they think that they're playing a prank on them. But this, like, continues for hours. Yeah, right? and then they eventually they all they all witness at some point these little creatures, whatever it right. was. And so this family that is... Good God-fearing people. Glennie Langford many times said she did not allow alcohol in that house. Right, and and the, the point of that is not to say that they are outlaws or not. It's the point to say is that they're very straight. Even though they don't like involve the police in their life, and they tend to handle matters in their on their own, yeah. they're not they're not people that like would just run to the police. No, these are well respected police people that just think they should handle their own stuff. So. <laughs> When he they they go to the police station, the police are like, "Well, they're general like they're genuinely like scared about something." Yeah, like something happened to them, and it's not crazy because another state trooper saw something while he's like out, like another one, not that, not one of the policeman that's like yeah that they give the support yeah. to right yeah. it's another guy mm-hmm. sees things that are going out are going on in this area yeah he saw he saw two streaks of light go across the sky but he he says that they were meteors but that could just be his way of you know analyzing what he saw right so 
it's still like this at this point it's it's early in the morning um it's like 3:30 in the morning yeah um and sees one of the creatures yes um i actually found her incident report yeah what does she say she said at about 3:30 a.m. I was in my bedroom and I looked out the north window and I saw a small silver shining object about two and a half feet tall that had its hands on the screen looking in. I called to my sons and they shot at it and it left. I was about 60 feet from it at this time. I did not see it anymore. But she had saw it also earlier when she. I walked through the hallway, which is located in the middle of the house, and I looked out the back door and I saw a bright silver object, about two and a half feet tall, appearing round. It became excited and it did not look, I did not look at it long to see if it had any eyes or move. It was about 15 to 20 feet from me and I fell backwards and then was carried into my bedroom. And that's when she was like later on that night, she saw it again in her window. Oh, so, all right. That's so, really, that's it. That's for like almost entire. Okay. And that was taken by Charles Kirk. Straightforward. From the Air Force. Okay. So then when this happens, there's all these like, private investigators, ufologists, and they don't know for sure, but possibly somebody that was from Project Blue Book. That came later. That was, there was somebody, it was a couple Well, weeks. it's, it's like days after. Yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, there were super reports, but nobody could verify that anybody that on that official of a capacity was there. No. There was a report made later, but it was because it was requested because they knew they were going to get questioned. But this is around that time when it would it be was. Project Blue Book. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it definitely was. Project Blue Book definitely got involved, and they made an official statement on this case that it was nothing more than a hoax. But, they, but it brings they, people. They sounded like they just like didn't even want to check because the the they what happened? There's a there's a man from the local radio show WHOP Radio. Right. His name's Andrew Bud Ledward. Mm-hmm. He interviewed them the next day. Right. After it happened. And he took with him the station owner's son, Mike Lackey. And the reason why he took Mike Lackey was so that he had a witness that knew he wasn't coerced in the statement. So he did this interview and he happened to get all the women because the men were gone. And he just interviewed the women at first and the women gave him uh, information. He had just been reading about the utility of uh, police sketch artists in finding criminals. So he was a bit of an artist and got in his mind, you know what, I'll go over there and also do a sketch. So he drew a sketch from their description with detailed information on it, did an interview with the family and then broadcast the interview on the radio and had to come back and pick up Miss Miss Langford and let her listen to it in his car because she didn't own a radio. 
So, but this brings a ton of people. Yeah, that that right there <laughs> said it all. <laughs> right, and they had like some no trespassing signs, but like then there's like hot dog stands and like mm-hmm. it becomes sort of a carnival. Yeah. Right. Well, well, that drew the eye. That's that a lot of people were getting mad because they said at first it said no trespassing, and then it said here this much for photos and this much for a tour and blah blah blah. And they were like, hey, they did this for publicity, but you never know. It might have been just like, hey, if you're going to come back here, you got to pay because people were just grabbing shit. Right. People were just taking souvenirs, and it was during that time when like UFOs were were. Um, War of the Worlds, that was a... Yeah, like, it's it's like... Like, if it's becoming part of pop, pop culture. So, like, people talk about... Mm-hmm. But, like, people kind of think that... Um, it's a hoax. Because mm-hmm. now they're, like, kind of charging to take pictures or, like, mm-hmm. you know, be part of it. Um, but doesn't last long. No, because then there's, like... Uh, another person that actually does like he he thinks that this story is like a real story mm-hmm. um, and then they with Isabel Davis like an investigator from like New York City mm-hmm. um, so Project Blue Book comes back. This is a couple years goes by. Project Blue Book comes back mm-hmm. to do it again. And at this at this point they think that there's really no evidence that anything ever happened. And it's Major John Alpert. John E. Albert, but he suggests that it's a monkey painted silver, which is the best <laughs> explanation ever. <laughs> I mean, Cause, why is because that happens? Why isn't there a monkey painted silver? I want a monkey painted silver. I mean, I uh, thought I had aliens and it was just silver monkeys, but <laughs> so, um. And then it, it like Isabel Davis and uh, a guy named Ted uh, Blesher, they published uh, a book on humanoid UFO entities or like aliens, mm-hmm. close encounters, and a lot of it has to do with this case. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it's at right now. Yeah, there was, there was like so many books, and articles. Well, there's a movie called Hillbillies versus Aliens, like we said, and I never did see that movie. I wanted oh, to, but yeah. is that what it's about? The, the, the Cowboys versus Aliens? That's what it is, Cowboys versus mm, Aliens. Right? Yeah, it's, no, it's no. not. Because <laughs> no. like I think this is a great... They put some tech on John or James Bond's arm. Okay. The James Bond guy, I can't remember what his name is. Um, and, and it's like stuck on him and then Daniel you know, Craig. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's 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 out there. But anyway. So they, that's what it is. 
there's a bunch. So there is a shootout with yeah, big time aliens, shootout. big time shootout with four hour long shootout. A family that lives <laughs> in Kentucky. That's a lot of with, ammo. Well, for Kentucky, right? probably a small amount of ammo. <laughs> right, right. A family from Kentucky and some beings from another planet. Mm-hmm. When people ask you, what do you do for a living? Do you want to be able to tell them, I'm a producer? Well, now you can. Go to patreon.com, search everything that's weird, and sign up. We'll list you in all the show notes and mention you in every episode. Go to patreon.com to get started today. Alright, so at first <laughs> when I first heard this story, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you're blind drunk on green alcohol. Right. <laughs> right. Immediate thought. That's, that's the first thing I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw their interviews and I'm like, yeah, you're definitely blind drunk <laughs> on green alcohol. but the persistence of what happened and there's only okay so when people lie in a group you get variations in a story right yes right unless it's corroborated with everybody and it's pre-planned Mm-hmm. It's rare that you get a consistent timelines and events. Right. Literally yeah, we discussed or, eyewitness accounts and how how that goes. Yeah, you know, and like previous podcast. It's like a telephone game. Yeah. But they are for them giving their interview pretty accurate to what each one's saying. Yeah. So much that the cops think they're telling the truth. At first, they think they're crazy. But then later, they're like, well, something happened. Something definitely happened. And they don't know exactly what it is. Okay, now, that was the kind of the brilliant move by that radio host, uh, Bud Ledwith, was that he got the description from the women. They helped him come up with the picture and, and his descriptions on the picture, right? And the men weren't there. When he was sitting in the room with them, um, the first one back was Billy Ray. Billy Ray came back into the house, and when he walked in the house and saw the drawing on the table, he got, like, real excited and, and pointed at it and said, that's it. That's exactly it. So, right. And it said it gave Bud said he got chills at that point because it, like the way he reacted to it, like it was like, that's it. I definitely saw that right there. And the girls had described it, not him. So just walking in and not knowing anything and seeing a drawing on the table 
kind of, you know what I mean? And then the, when the, the guy, the other rest of the guys came back, he, he said that lucky came in and he looked angry and aggressive because he was, you know, he's probably fed up with the, they had to park down the road. They couldn't even, there were so many cars by that time when they got back and, uh, he goes in and what happened was this bud led with took the rest of the guys that were coming back late and took them off into separate rooms and had them describe it to him. And he drew a picture. So he drew like three, two, three pictures and they were all really, really similar. I did say it separately. That. He kind of separated them. You know what I mean? So yeah. that they weren't muddling the stories with each other. So, and he didn't see you know, one saw the picture, and I don't know if the other ones even saw the picture, or if they just saw it at a glance or what. But I'm pretty sure he pulled them off and interviewed them individually and got them to draw their own picture or help him draw the picture. Well, I can tell you this about aliens. Those guys are dicks, dude. They're like some alien teenagers, and they're like, hey, man, what are we doing tonight? And they're <laughs> like, well, buy Quasar Burger. Yeah, we could. We could go to Kentucky and mess with some hillbillies. They're like, yes. <laughs> now we're talking. Let's go mess I get with some hillbillies. Um, so, this is right at the beginning. Well, yeah, I say right at the beginning. It's really not. It's it, But it's like eight years after Roswell. Yeah, right. And okay, it took so, a lot longer for word to travel back then. Sure. If they even knew what Roswell was. Right. Probably didn't. Probably didn't. They didn't have radio um, or TV or running water. Right. And I know word does travel fast. People, you know, at this time were, um, you know, I think probably the invention of the nuclear bomb is like, whoa. The technology. Right. And we're just getting, like, I think at that point, people are like, well, you know, technology is limited. It's awesome. Yeah. We what, can make well, a big boom, but we can't harness any of the power that comes off. Of but when, right, but when, <laughs> like, we do make the atomic bomb, it's like, oh, and they're, you know, so Oak Ridge is pretty close to here. Oak Ridge is about two. I, I did a I did a uh, Google search, so it's like about two and a half hours from this place. Okay. So Oak Ridge is a lot like where we grew up, and we'll, we're going to be doing a podcast on that coming up. <laughs> uh, but there's it's the exact same thing. It's a uranium processing plant, right? And it was used to make um, refined uranium for nuclear warheads. Okay, so. They're aware of, like, nuclear power at this point. So they're aware that easy technology that does make giant booms. It makes it makes bombs that wipes out, wipe out cities, you know what I mean? Right. So I think plays a little bit of part of it to take us into, like, the space age. Because, I mean, this is, like, pre-Sputnik or pre, you know, any kind of space exploration or I mean it's right. five years before to put somebody into orbit I mean yeah it's 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 14 years before we put somebody on the moon so it's like right. <clears throat> but I think 
And I think, you know, like, even, like, Looney Tunes, this is around the time Marvin the Martian. <laughs> a lot of people thought we were from Mars or there was, like, an advanced here. Yeah. Noah's Ark is, we fled Mars to come here. I don't know if I told you, but I did see a UFO one time. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, it's not even a joke. Usually it's, <laughs> usually it's followed by a joke. But, uh, and I was with my wife. We were we were driving, and we were saying how we like where we live. And we were, so she has, like, uh, her SUV has, like, a, it's got, like, almost the entire roof. It's a sunroof. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, like, we're kind of, like, looking up, and I'm driving. So I'm, like, half, half my eyes are on the road half are like looking up and we're watching the trees pass and uh just when we said this thing did like a zigzag in the sky and took off so she was a flight attendant and i'm like and i've i've been on a ton of flights i i fly i have a few hours in said before (laughs) but i've never seen anything like that and I said, did you see that? Right. And she said, yeah. What, what was that? What was that? Right. She's like, I don't know. I, I, she's like, why did it move like that? It was so fast. It did like a Z. It did like a Z. It like, and it jetted and it several miles like in one thing. And it was just because we were looking up at the sky. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of military bases around here and yeah, we didn't get freaked out or get the cops or call anybody or anything like that. But there was something <clears throat> and we saw it. And I was always like, Oh, it's funny how people only see it when the, and we still don't really even talk about, it. <laughs> yeah. but that was there. <clears throat> yeah. So, Here's the thing on from my side. Uh, I don't believe I've ever seen a UFO. Now, I've seen tons of strange stuff in the skies. To be clear, I don't know if it was an alien. I just didn't know what it was. Right. Go, now, right, like, like, I don't know if I've ever seen... Because you're, you're talking about a specific maneuver that would make it stand out from the rest of the weird stuff you've seen in right. the sky. Right. So I don't think I've ever seen, you know, like something that I could be like, well, it did something so crazy that it stood out in my mind. You know what I mean? Right. There was, there's like only a couple times where something happened. And both of those times I can attribute to other factors. So <laughs> there's some extracurricular activity going on. So, <laughs> there was. Okay. So, that's um, but that's how they but, all start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you know, there's a lot of times where I see stuff happening and I wait for somebody else to point it out just to make sure. sure. Um, but now if you ask my wife and my oldest son, who's 24 now, if you asked those two, they've seen UFOs dozens of times. Yeah. And they got like videos on their phone and stuff like that. <laughs> so... He even pissed what? me off one time. I went out and bought like $300 binoculars and he came over to my house and took them. 
and had him for like a year and a half because he was looking for UFOs. So I am the first to discount it because I'm like you. I need to see it, you know, and I kind of feel like war too. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm super skeptical about the carnival people. Because <laughs> it's impossible to get that quarter on the plate. <laughs> right. That is the hardest thing. To... Makes me think of Joe Dirt. <laughs> right? Well, heaven forbid, <laughs> you only... <laughs> He's spraying Pam on shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there's, there's a few things. During that time, it's part of pop culture. It's in comic books. People really think there's a possibility of aliens. Everybody thought there was really aliens. Hey, and let's just, you know, what we didn't mention is that the goddamn government right now is saying that there are aliens. (laughs) They're putting out so much shit. We can't, as we talk about it in the one, because it's just like so funny because there's so much dumb shit that's going on right now. And they're like, look at all these spaceships. And we're like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not wearing a mask. We got way more important things, man. Uh, You want me to get a what? A vaccine? (laughs) Screw you, man. Get the aliens out of my face. I'm trying to talk to this guy about this shot. But like legitimately, if the Air Force and the Navy... Because they have submerged UFOs, well, they're called USOs, unidentified submerged objects that come out of the sea. And yeah. you have UFOs, like, or mm-hmm. UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena. And our state of the art military can't defend us against them? What the yeah, hell? <laughs> like, we can't track this thing. Yeah, like they literally came out and said, if it's not otherworldly, Russia and China are 500 to 1,000 years ahead of us. I'm like, neither one of those are good. Like, what are you you talking about? Not a good outcome. I can't believe that's, that's your explanation. So, like, you know, our own government right now is even, you know, suggesting that this is a possibility. Pop culture's saying this is possibility. These people say it happened. Mm-hmm. You have a bunch of credible journalists that really take their time out to go to this place in Kentucky to interview these people. And really, and you can't only- forget that this this when they went into that police station, panicked in the beginning and said. We just had a four-hour shootout with aliens. You know, you you think you think people get laughed off the stage, but like you said, the the bit of hysteria at the time made them take it serious, and the fact that they were so serious about it that this officer Greenwell, or uh, the sheriff Greenwell, he he took it serious. So he started doing all the proper procedures. He started notifying. He notified state police. He notified uh, local military. There was four military police officers there. Um, and you had that, that they put sheriffs and and um, there was state police and there was county police all converged on the scene. And even some locals had all converged on the scene to and they put it got as much light on the scene as they could because it's at night. 
they get as much light on the scene as they can and they have started investigating like right away so this isn't like you know they left the whole premises and came to the police station and then they went back with them immediately and started searching the whole area and they could only find traces of a gunfight they couldn't find any evidence of anything else being there so no no green blood no green blood no (laughs) footprints but they did say because if you why there's like a project blue book the show sure and and there's an episode on there and they really fantasize the whole deal like and they kind of change whose role was what in the but there's no like scratch marks on the roof right Right. There's no like. There's no claw marks or, or I think, footprints or. Yeah, I read anything. one 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 of the accounts. They thought it was like maybe an owl. Well, here's the thing. There's this. They saw the the people that were investigating when they went back, kind of where he was pointing, where the UFO may have landed. They went to check that area, and they saw a glow coming from that area. The people that were investigating saw a glow. Now. People attribute that to what's called foxfire, which is a fungus that grows on dead trees that has bioluminescence to it. Really? Yes. I did not know that foxfire was a thing. Yes, and that actually exists in that area. That's cool. There's a there's a there's a bioluminescent fungus that grows on dead trees in that area. So So right now that's in that's in uh, Los Angeles in the ocean. But I've seen mm -hmm. that in Ecuador. They yeah. have, like, it's like marine algae that's bioluminescent. It's unbelievable. Yeah, when it, it is, gets agitated by the waves, it glows. It is. It sticks to your skin. I would love to see it. You walk in the sand, mm-hmm. your footprints glow in the dark. It's that's the awesome. Coolest, it's the coolest thing ever. Right. Yeah, I'd love to see that. But yeah, they well, did, they said that, but they were saying they said it was a green glow no they didn't identify it as that fungus people came back and later and said this is probably what you saw so and the other thing like you said was these great horned owls now i don't know if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a birder are you yes an, an aviary I, I i do a lot of bird watch and i used to do a lot more i don't do as much i should get back out there but I used to do a lot of this bird isn't like a euphemism, is it? No, <laughs> no, I'm not setting anything up here. I'm a dork. <laughs> I get out there and crawl around on all fours and hide in bushes and stuff, man. So my my father in law was a big bird guy. Mm-hmm. Um, ornithology is that right? Ornithology? Yeah, ornithology. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he had um, there's a artist from where we're from named Charlie Harper. Mm-hmm. And he paints kind of these like, I guess I don't know. I guess I don't know what the style is called. I guess it's surreal. Mm-hmm. But um, he paints kind of these like. And they actually at, at our airport they have like a whole Charlie Harper thing, um, like an exhibit at the gate, and it's nothing but birds, all kinds mm-hmm. of birds, toucans, yeah. cardinals. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a few there's a few prominent local uh, bird artists that and, and nature artists that that uh, have done a lot of work in Cincinnati, and they uh, like uh, I got some uh, paintings from my grandma that she she passed down to me that were from uh, they were commissioned works from from some local artists, and they're 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 worth a bit of money. So why is that? Do we have like the more? 
Cause like we are in a migratory route for a lot of birds. Cause so I had a, a blue heron at my pond in Indiana. Sure. There's tons of blue herring around here. I mean, he was every bit of four feet tall. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. They're big. We get it was uh, the coolest bird ever. We get man. great and egrets around here too. My lot of people don't realize that the big white, the little smaller than the blue herring, but it's a big white crane. So, you know, blue herons do, they stand in the water, right? Mm-hmm. And they're super calm. You know, they do with their toes. They wiggle their toes to make the, f- to attract fish. Yeah. And then when the fish like, are like, what is that? Cause they're standing like dead still. Like they don't move four hours. Yeah. They just stand there and they're super patient, man. And they wiggle their toes and you'll never see it. Cause it's like underwater. And they stand right on the banks and wiggle their toes. And when the fish come up, they bam, yeah. they, they snatch them. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the here's the thing. I've I've uh, I've seen great horn owls in my woods. Uh, uh, we can hear great horn owls in my woods. Mm-hmm. But one day, I was coming home from work, and I pulled into my barn driveway, which. Once I like loop around in front of my barn and I stop, I'm facing my backyard across the back of my house. And my youngest daughter, Renee, was in the backyard sitting two foot away from a great horned owl on the ground. No shit. No shit. And she was petting its freaking head. Are you kidding me? And I, I, I thought my mind was broken. Like, <laughs> this wasn't right. <laughs> Something's wrong here. There's no way this is happening. So I go across the yard, and sure as shit, there is a gray horn owl sitting in the yard. She's sitting right next to it. She's petting it. When I get up that close, he kind of get agitated, and he hisses at me. Well, are you serious? Yes, and you could see this, like, mark on his head. And I, because I was trying to put it together because he was, like, lethargic. He looked like he was kind of out of it. There was definitely clearly something wrong with them because a great horn owl wouldn't let you get it. They would let you get close, but they wouldn't be letting you touch them. They're and they okay, just so everybody, that's like the owl that if you were gonna draw an owl, that's it. That's it, right? right. Yeah, and it's yeah. and they're big. They're really big. I still yeah. have photos of this thing. Like I, I got photos with my daughter sitting in front of it at the time. I think she was. She's right here. How how old do you think you were? She thinks she was about maybe 11 or 12. And she's sitting down. She's she's petite. She's small. But when she was sitting down, this owl was about the same height as her sitting down. Okay, so I'm looking up the great horned owl right now. And I can say this about when they get their picture taken. Mm-hmm. They're super serious. Yes. Yeah. And this right. thing, hey, and they're... And they're they're no joke. Like their feet and their claws. His claws were so big they curled all the way around and were coming back out. Like uh, you, like it was impressive how long his talons were. Yeah, and he just they just eat they just eat rats and squirrels and that's whatever. all the. I, I was so I've never been that close to that big of a bird, you know. And I could kind of like, look at him. She was like petting him, and he started coming too. And the, what we realized was I got a chicken coop. At the time, we had chickens in it. It would, did he eat the chickens? I think he tried to. I didn't. I had it's uh, framed out with chicken wire around the whole thing, but the chicken wire is hard to see. So I so, had tw- I had twenty five chickens at one point, and like um, I never, I was never worried about an owl, fox, mink, 
this, um, yep. Yep. raccoons. Yeah. But like, they all killed my chickens too. Yeah. But like an owl, I never really thought about it. hawks. Red tails got my chickens a lot. Yeah. We, 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 we were in the bedroom, walk up to the bedroom window and just below it on the ground, two foot from us, two red tail hawks, a mature one and a, uh, a juvenile on top of my chicken. It's dead and its back's completely ripped open and they were both yeah. eating it. And they were both yeah. two foot away from us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, they, but, but this owl, it, it's, it's, it's a bit, it's, it would probably fit in the size description that they were saying about two foot right. tall. Right. So it's, it's a big bird and it does have big yellow eyes. Hey, sidebar, Foxfire is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, let's, uh, so one of the, one of the theories is that it's owls, that it was owls that, yeah. that were territorial. That's what they, that was one of the that was one of the explanations. And they are very aggressively territorial. They are. Mm-hmm. They're extremely they're they're like a hawk. Yeah. I think this is what happened to that owl that was in the yard with Renee was that he saw those chickens and tried to dive attack them and didn't see the chicken wire and blasted it and it knocked him for a loop. And it took him a while to recover. Eventually he got up. And he sat next to your daughter. He's like, well, I feel silly. Well, after after (laughs) he started kind of coming to, he like, he he couldn't fly yet. So he went down the trail that goes back in our field. And he did it in this very hopping, scooting, twisting his hips manner. He like walked it off. He was, he was, he was walking. Now, (laughs) now I'm saying this because their description was that same kind of locomotion. Yeah. Yeah. So if he was wounded by a shotgun, he would run off in that manner. I, I've, I've physically seen a great horned owl injured run away. All right. So I have a little experience in that. Okay. So. All right. Well, then uh, let's uh, we'll see what we think. When people ask you, what do you do for a living? Do you want to be able to tell them I'm a producer? Well, now you can. Go to patreon.com, search everything that's weird, and sign up. We'll list you in all the show notes and mention you in every episode. Go to patreon.com to get started today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, well, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Go, go ahead. Okay. I believe him. Okay. And I, I, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, I'm usually the opposite. I 
to believe and don't. Mm-hmm. But in this particular case, something happened. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe in the possibility of aliens. I honestly think... I've, I've always thought that there were aliens. Mm-hmm. I never thought that they'd mess around with us. Because why? Right. Um, but... But that seems to be all they do. Right? <laughs> Stick things up our butt. And, right? And, um, and wreck. Right. Now, I know, I know there's, they're carnies. <laughs> I know, I know that this happened in the backwoods of Kentucky. I know that white lightning is 95 to 99% alcohol. And I drink, right? right. I, I am in a bar. Mm-hmm. I drink. I had a Billy neighbor from Missouri that gave me some white lightning. Yeah. I took two shots and was hung over for two days. <laughs> no lie. 99% <laughs> alcohol is no joke. Do not just do it like I did. Like, no, I'll just... be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. <Give> me... <laughs> Sipping back on grandpa's cop syrup. Yeah, right. <laughs> you shut up if you know it's good for you. Right. <laughs> um, what, what, for, for this story in particular, what really like, it's hard to keep that many people's story straight. Yeah. It's 11 total people counting the kids. Right. And then, you know, no matter what it is, when you have that many people telling the same story, it's, you're going to get some deviation, but there was zero deviation. Right. In fact, like, it's important that two of them weren't even related. So they right. They're just there. Right. Yeah. So, I think when you're when you go into law enforcement, when you actually go to law enforcement and say, "Hey, man, this happened," yeah. Whereas they may say, "Yeah, you're crazy or drunk or whatever," right? right? I honestly think it's like saying I have a bomb on an airplane. Right. You go into a different list, <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, man, look into this guy." Like, really find out what... And they do nothing but investigate you because they have endless resources. So, I don't believe that the government doesn't care about this. Yeah. I think this poses a a gigantic threat to humanity. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to tell... Like, they're trying to tell us. Yeah. That like maybe we're not in control, and people they've been lied to so much that they're like, "Is this another lie?" And uh, yeah. honestly, I kind of I kind of think it's a lie too. But at the same time, like, where did all this technology come from all of a sudden? And yeah. I know there's like there's been research and development, and you know, like there's physicists that worked on the atomic bomb but you have to admit so if you were born between like say 1500 and like 1900 the technological arc 
for what happened during that time pe- time period isn't really great. I mean, there's some stuff that happened and there's some advances. Mm-hmm. But like just being our age and we graduated high school in 95. Mm-hmm. And by 2001, if you didn't have a computer, you might as well have been Amish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was a giant jump. And now, 2001 technology, like, we did SNEA. Yeah. And she's talking about, you know, a- AOL Messenger. Right. Dude, that's so old school. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not that long ago. And now we have, like, Austin Powers, James Bond technology, where literally you talk to people on your watch. Right. And if you see some of the concept cars that are out <coughs> there, that because that, concept cars, the idea is they're always going to show you what their, their future mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. And they, they got crazy, like, crazy stuff in some of these new concept cars. Crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy stuff. Some of these cars are completely autonomous. There's there's like a YouTube of a guy. He's in the back of a Tesla. And he's laying on the back seat of the Tesla. <laughs> Which we don't recommend. Yeah, we're not we're not saying do this. Right. But he's filming people when he drives by. Yeah. And it's just his car with nobody in it. Yeah. And everybody's like, what the fuck? They pull away from him. and and that's a thing now now there's like a car that drives you home yeah and there's a big fear of that too there's a lot of uh, new phobias out because of this so Stephanie her family friend owns a Chevy dealership Mm -hmm. a big one by by our house and he said um, they have lane assist yes so that is just on a stock brand new Chevy car. It's not like even an option. It's just a stock mm-hmm. thing that comes in the car. It maps out the road with GPS and the paint on the highway or road you're on. Yeah. And it keeps you in the lane. Yeah. My, and it, it can go full autonomous. Yeah. And my... my... So my dad, he was looking for, he, he's, he's having like a really late midlife crisis, I think. Yeah. <laughs> just like he wants to buy a boat. He's going to be a hundred. He's never owned a boat. All right. <laughs> he's fucking in his seventies now he wants to buy a boat, but he doesn't want to buy the boat. He wants me to find the boat. Okay. For him to buy. Okay. Are you so going to pontoon? That's where we're at now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's I, the I didn't party want bit. to. I had cool ass. I like a jet boat. Well, and stuff like that. you get but, two level. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. It's it, it is it is mind numbing going to search know. for a boat. Plus, but anyway, the 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 I don't even remember where I was going with this. Well, I think this happened with them. I think technology took off. Oh, that's what I was talking about. The um, one of the boats we went and looked at. And it was out of his price range, but we were looking anyway. You know how you do that. You go to the mm-hmm. car dealership and you look at the nicest car they got. Yeah, you're well, like, let me see the Lamborghini. Right. Well, we went up in there. We were looking at the C-Ray. And it has, 
you know, all this electronic touchscreen navigation system on it with depth finder and fish finder and all this stuff. But that thing drives itself. Like you can go out and open waters and plot courses and it'll steer itself and it will avoid, uh, um, it'll, it can sense oncoming ships and everything. And it will change its route to avoid other boats. So you can, can punch you in your- ski behind it? Oh yeah. That's pretty awesome. So you can set yourself up to water ski in your own boat by yourself? Yeah, you would. Essentially, that's you'd be it, able that's, to. That's but, impressive. But the thing is, if you if you fall down, your boat's going to go to whatever destination <laughs> you set it in. <laughs> and you're just going to be stuck. Or you'd have to have one of those really long kill cords. Yeah, I was going to say, like a, like a lawnmower when you let go. <laughs> yeah. The Wave Runner's got them on there where it's like a little bungee yeah, strap sure. here. So if you fall off the back, which is... Here's a, I don't know if we want to keep this in or not, but this is, I just heard about this and it's blowing my mind. There is incidents where people are on wave runners. This has nothing to do with the show where the passenger, <laughs> on the, it in. the passenger on the back falls off the wave runner and the jet propulsion system on it blows water up their rectum. It's such a force that it messes up their internal organs. And they, people have been hospitalized and even died from rectal water injection. Rectum, damn near killed him. <laughs> damn near killed him. <laughs> and I didn't know this was a thing, but it's we're happened keeping, more than We're once. keeping that in. When I heard one story, I had to look if that was true, and I found fifty. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! This happens a lot. Don't now, ride. now I have to look. That. So, so don't take a lie detector test. Well, no, right. <laughs> don't, <laughs> and don't ride bitch on a fucking wave runner. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to say it's real. I'm going to say what happened to them happened to them. I don't think it was an owl. I think you would know. I think they lived in Kentucky. They know what their they know what their shootouts about. I think I think there's something that cannot be explained. Whether that's an alien, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I mean, they drew it. They drew it, and like Bob Lazar, we did the Bob Lazar, and he said a Corona discharge has multicolored. Yeah, it has a multicolored tail to it. So yeah, man, I think they saw it. I think they saw something they weren't supposed to. I think when you do that, the government puts you on a list. And they check you out. They check you out, you know, all over. And I think they, they kind of just, like, chalk them up to, like, this was, like, mass hysteria. But the problem is, is, like, in mass hysteria, there's there's always deviation in the story. They don't mm-hmm. have any deviation in the story. I kind of think it's real. I kind of think this is one of those instances where, like, they had a shootout. And, you know... If you're a being that can distort time, well, then what's a bullet going to do? Right. Because there's no time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's real. Okay. All right. Well, here's the thing. I do believe that there is extraterrestrial life. I honestly, okay. I honestly believe that to think otherwise is just foolish. I agree with you. Um, When you start, if you start doing any kind of, and I, and I love the, 
the the shows about the universe and and uh, I'm such a snob on them too. I won't watch old ones because they're incorrect. Right, because they change so much. It changes so much. They learn so much new stuff so quickly that if you're not watching the latest thing, you're probably being misinformed or you're being underinformed. I shouldn't say misinformed, but underinformed because now they know like why this is and not just where it is. And so, like, I watch a lot of the stuff on the universe, and when you start grasping at just a small bit of the size and of the, you know, the galaxy alone, let alone the universe, you know, to think that we're, this only happened one time, us, is crazy to me. Like it's, I agree. It's mind-blowing that it would be it's just us crazier to think that we're the only ones than... That there's not tons of civilizations right. out there. I mean, right. it's, it is. It's actually crazier to think that we're the only ones. That would be such a phenomenon. You know? The, and the, you would really have, like, are we sea monkeys? Right. Are we in a simulation? Is right. It like, right. Okay. No, now there is, because there is that. There's a lot of theory about the simulation thing. Yeah, but who's doing the simulation, you know? Right, right, right. And then it starts getting over your head, and then you, right. you start grasping at straws. That's why I don't like going down that road, because it doesn't lead to you to viable answers you can explain. Well, like when I we were talking about string theory on the last one, you're like, right. I looked into that, and my brain broke. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I got a migraine. Yeah. I really tried to look into it, too. I wanted to know. I wanted to understand. But don't you think that, like, if you're, like, if you actually went to the the police station, mm-hmm. <coughs> you went Which to the county Which is crazy to me. So I, I think I'm in the, kind of like the, it's some crazy shit would have to be happening for me to be, like, I don't ever enough go to, to go. I never right. go to the police. Right, right. But if I, if I went to the police for aliens, yeah. I had an encounter with an alien. Yeah. Yeah, right. Because you're so I'm saying what I'm saying in my theory is that I do believe that there is life out there. Now, do I believe any of that life is advanced beyond us? Sure. Do I think they're advanced enough to make it to us? I don't know. That's a stretch because uh, there's, there's one thing I do know about space is that everything is really, 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 really far apart. But, like, we, we talked about it in Bob Lazar, mm-hmm. um, the distortion of, of gravity and time. Right. So you'd have to be so, like, and we talked about how advanced you'd have to be. So, right. like, it's possible to be way more advanced than us. And then it starts to become this dart throw of how did they find us, you know, because it's, right. it's so vast. It's so ridiculous. It's so all over the place that to find a planet with, with us on it. Now, say, not saying that's never happened, that we've never been visited by extraterrestrials. Do I believe it was extraterrestrials in this case? That's a stretch. It's hard for me to say yes on this because... Even uh, though they're, like, from Kentucky. Right. It's like, and well, they know what... You, you're, you live in the country. Yeah. I used to live in the country. All right, man, you know what's out there. Mm-hmm. I also, only so I also can admit that I've been in my woods and been freaked out by shit I couldn't explain. Like Foxfire. There was a lot of things. I, no, like there was <laughs> stuff that was like, 
I thought it was something else and then discover what it really was. Like we Fair saw, enough. we saw stuff glowing on the ground. It's a four like, hour encounter. Yeah. No, so, I'm I mean, saying. it's a four hour. With these guys, with these guys, four hour encounter mm-hmm. where they're shooting windows out. Three hours of that could have been sp- spent just being spooked though. Okay. Right. You know, I'll, going, I'll where is that. it? Where you go? Where you at? You see anything? Not yet. I think I saw something over there. You know, it's dark out. These people don't have like no like, spotlights outside right. their, their house. There's not. There's a lot no of light. motion light. Right, and they they were saying they're glowing, but if that great horned owl lived in a tree with fox fire on it, does he got some bioluminescence on him? Who knows? They like to live in dead trees and stuff like that. So, uh, I, I do I believe it's owls? I don't know. I don't know if it was owls or not it could have been uh giant yellow eyes they definitely have those they definitely glow if they had any kind of light and it shined on them it would glow so and the way their heads moving around it's free they do they can go like they can go way and like i said i've seen an owl run away injured and the way they describe it is the knees didn't bend and that they waddle back their hips their hips went back and forth when they were upright. When they were just moving, they sit, They got this weird locomotion to them where their yeah. hips swiveled back and okay. forth, but their knees didn't bend. And I'm telling you, this this owl kind of hopped one foot to the next. And it was it was like a hopping kind of deal. Like, it's hard. It, with his wings out, so he kind of glided as he did it. You know, and they talked a lot about the glide. They were saying, like, we shot at the one in the tree, and he glided to the ground. That sounds like a owl getting hit with some buckshot, you know, or some bird shot, getting peppered a little bit. Didn't kill him, but knocked him out of the tree. And and he put his wings out to glide. And they don't see the wings because it's dark. Here's the thing about owls: they have they have uh, they have uh, oh down underneath their wings that keeps them from making a sound. So they're yes, dead silent. They don't that take off and flap their wings. You can't hear it. So if it's that real dark true. out. That is true. So you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily see that they pulled out their wings and glide to the ground if all you're seeing is their glowing eyes and or a dark shape drop into the ground just doing it slow. And then they said it scurried off and, and it did that locomotion scurry off. And it may have even been flapping its wings as it ran, like the one that was hopping down my thing. And it kind of looks like it's going arm over leg arm over leg like a monkey would run on all fours hmm. so in the dark like a would. silver monkey like a silver monkey but now that's <laughs> the thing that throws everything off is that they kept saying they looked like they were wearing like silver metallic suits well jerry seinfeld has this thing it says in the future everybody wears the same outfit they're yeah. like we're going with the silver suit with the purple lapel <laughs> everybody <laughs> wears that and it's true it always seems like in the future, everybody just wears the same thing. Um, and I just don't know if I think if I think about it, and I think about a circumstance where Billy Ray runs out to go get water, and he thinks he sees something flash and go down, and a saucer land behind the thing. Now, did his brain just fill in the blank, and he saw the same thing that officer saw riding down the road, and it was just some meteor, and he mistakenly thought it was a saucer or it burned up in the atmosphere just below the tree line which would give it 
almost a elliptical. You I'm know, not going to fight that. Fight I mean, shit. I mean, dude, I get it. Like, so those those optical illusions could play on him. He could have ran back in spooks that I saw a UFO. Now they laughed him at it first, but when they heard something outside and they went to go investigate, the dogs bark. Now I got dogs. I got three dogs, and they usually feed off each other. If anything happens outside, they fucking bark. They go crazy. Okay. And and it could be anything. It could and half the time you don't even know what it is because right. they can hear it or smell it or see it, and you can't. Right. So. His dog goes off, so they go outside to investigate. In their mind, Billy Ray's with him. This is aliens. So they're going to associate anything they see with the phenomenon he thought he saw, which was an alien spacecraft. So if they see something, they're like, oh, shit, he was telling the truth. There is something out there, but they don't thoroughly investigate. They just see glowing eyes, and they run back in the house. Now, they could, like I said have their brain filling in blanks and be like saw this little bit of an outline of it and who knows if moon glow was shining on their feathers that's another another thing if the moon was glowing on their yeah. feathers they so would get a silvery age there's no light pollution so there's there's there's, there's no light a chance for a silvery moon glow in southwestern kentucky and i think they kind of hyped this thing up a lot and they're and they they said there's like owls get territorial now you'd think that they would have found a nest if it was the owls but who knows because they didn't what the, find any trace of the aliens right and they and you'd think if they if they blasted these owls because at one point he claims that he shot one point blank and it sounded like hitting a metal bucket Right, but he may have hit a metal bucket. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're running yeah. around through the yard. They use a well. There's going to be buckets around. <laughs> metal bucket. <laughs> and if he missed the owl and shot the bucket because it's the middle of the night, <laughs> he keeps trying I mean? to get water, and it's like every time he pulls, no water. They kept the aliens uh, kept stealing my water. But I. I I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm not really saying that it was Al. I'm saying that, like, I think their mind was playing tricks on them at that yeah, point. Yeah, and, and I can see that. You're, you're out in the middle of nowhere in Kentucky. And I can tell you firsthand that spooked owls don't just leave the area. They don't just take off and move. I can tell you that from, from empirical evidence of me sitting in the woods and many times coming up on barred owls where... I, one time I could hear I could hear the barred owl in the woods and I was out birding at the time and I was walk so I, I drive out of my quad a lot and go way yeah. out in the property and then I'll I'll just sit, turn it off and sit. Well, I heard one. So I drove down kind of towards the area it was, parked my quad, got off, and I was slowly walking up the trail because wherever he was, he was close. And i and they're they're real hard to spot even though they're big because they're they're good at camouflage and they're good at being quiet and not moving so I'm, I'm I'm sneaking through the woods real quiet like and I'm like he's around here somewhere and I <laughs> and I swear I look up and he is literally four feet away from me in the branch just above my head and yeah and as soon as I looked up at him he just happened he was looking down in the creek hunting and he turned around and turned his head completely around and just happened to turn around and look and see me at the same time I looked at him and we both just kind of froze for a minute and then he was like and he took off and he he only went 15 feet to another branch and stopped and then completely ignored me and started looking down in the creek bed to hunt for more, more mice like he didn't even care that I was still there like I spooked the shit out of him 
You know what I mean? He was like, you saw it like on his face. Like he got shocked. Like, we were both like, <gasps> and he flew away. But then, then he just landed. Like, I mean, I yeah. could still clearly see it was fit, maybe 15 feet. He went and landed in the next branch. But then he kind of, and he kind of ruffled his feathers a little bit and he like, twitched his head back and forth and then he just kind of looked back down at the ground like yeah but you have a shootout with that owl he's gone i've, I've definitely run right? up on him on quads and they don't they come up on the thing and fine. you they take off flying and they go to another tree and then they just sit there and then i've had him ride right back by me and land in the tree on the opposite side so like huh. with the quad running you know dogs huh. barking like i've come up on barred owls several 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 times in my woods and never spooked them to the point. Doing all kinds of crazy shit back there. Shooting guns and everything. Huh. And be like, hey, look, there's an owl right there. They don't get spooked that easy. They're not a, they're not a, they don't take off like other birds do. Where they'll just and be gone and not come back. So I, I, I do know that they got some balls on them. That, that great horned owl wasn't scared, you know. He, if anything, he was like, he was hissing at me. Do you think like, there's I'm, a nap? for the family in Kentucky. I think I think there is. I think it was a little bit of hysteria crept in. Probably. And one was convincing the other of what they saw, you know? And and it was it's it, the ears, the round head. Yeah. When you overlay their their sketch over the great horn now the outline <laughs> fucking makes sense it's 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 easy to see it i just don't i don't know if i believe that either because it sounds like a stretch too it's just i think some natural phenomenon i think they spooked themselves they didn't know how to explain what they were seeing i can't explain him getting grabbed by the head and them seeing that i don't know what that was but it might have been this uh owl taking a swipe at him you know he might have been pissed because they were shooting at him or something. I don't know. They're not. They're pretty aggressive when they're being territorial. And like I said, they're not scared. They don't get scared like that. They're not. Right. A, they're not a spookable animal. There's certain animals that just don't get spooked by people. They're out there. They're not. You know. Like I said, there's there. We went up to Colorado one time. We were up on Pikes Peak, and there's mountain goats up there that are not afraid of you at all. Because they're, 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 you're out of your element. Yeah, they're big, and they're like, yeah. you don't scare me one bit, dude. You know, even though they only yeah. come up to about you know at the shoulder at your waist, you know, they're still they're like no fear, no fear at all. So I'm looking at that sketch now that you said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, huh. I actually saw somebody take a photo of a great horned owl and then take that sketch and slide it over it. Really? Like, yeah, and you, it's like, well, you can see it. It's, it matches the outline pretty good. Yeah, because the, the ears could be, you know, their feathers that stick up on top and look like ears. That's why they call them the great right. horned owl. And they said they were floppy. Well, I see the layover now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stick cool. with I'm gonna stick with it though. I think they know what they know their land that they worked on the TV and the radio. All yeah. they are is out in their land. Hunting. I feel that. Yeah, I feel you. Um, um, so I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna say I think it's real. 
Yeah, and, see, I, 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 lo- I want to. I want and to, you're going to say there's a natural explanation. I think there is. And I, I, I hate saying it, but I, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm sticking with that because, like I said, like I know I got, we got 100 acres. Right. Most, most of it's wooded. I know, you know, I know my land. I know my property. But uh, there's still stuff out there that's like, what the hell was that? Yeah. You know, every now and then you get stuff that happens and you're like, what? That was weird. You know, what was that sound? Never heard that before. Right. So, and plus I've seen different, we never used to have wild turkey. When I grew up, there was not one single wild turkey out in those woods. I promise you that. I spent most of my childhood in those woods. Now it's, there's wild turkey everywhere. I could look out and see 25 in the field. Right. It's, it's crazy. And then mink, I started noticing more mink around. Like I, I never saw mink. I didn't even know mink mink were in the Midwest until they ate my chickens. I saw three. I've seen three of them now. Four of them. I told Stephanie, we'll kill it. You could make a shawl. <laughs> and when people are like, like, not this one, it killed my chicken. <laughs> right. <laughs> this one was revenge. <laughs> All the this other was, ones, yes. This but was justice. This asshole killed my chicken. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I've, I've had something. Something drug my chickens. They dug underneath the fence and yeah. Then yanked one out, and it, it had to be small. And I think it might have been a man. So. Yeah, they, and they're dicks about it too. They just suck blood. Yeah, because they they were all drug out. Yeah. So it wasn't like they, there's like no way a small animal ate three chickens. Right. So I think it was a man. But but that's the thing. It's like stuff changes. Biodiversity changes. Even yeah, it, on my, does. it does. Even on my property, I've seen large animals. It does. Even in the, I mean, we were in Indiana for 10 years, and it, it definitely, I saw a bunch of different things. Now, if I was out in my woods, the first time I saw turkeys, they were I saw them out in the middle of the field. That's one thing. But female turkeys, when they're on the nest, hide real good in the woods, and then when you get right on top of them, they dart out and run away. And, like, it scares the shit out of you. Now, had I come up on a female on a nest late at night, and spooked her before I'd ever seen any other turkey out there. I would have been like, what the fuck was that? You know what I mean? I'd be freaking out. Like I saw something I can't explain. Right. It was a fucking large animal and it was running real fast and I've never seen anything like it. It was only on two legs. You know what I mean? Like you never know what you could think in your brain about what you saw because they are fast. Some turkeys are really, real fast. So yeah, um, I get that. So like I if, if I if I saw one never saw one out in the field and that happened to me or I saw them at night or something like that it would freak me the fuck out I wouldn't know what to think because I'd never seen them out there before so that's it's possible that there Did was it something that they never seen. maybe it was a barn owl and they were white and they were getting reflected off the moon so they looked like they were glowing and it wasn't Did even a goddamn great horn owl. Did it backflip and give you the finger and fuck with your hair <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is exactly what you'd think intelligent beings would travel all the way across the universe to do. I would peek, peek in windows. That's that's the other ones that are killing me. It's like, really? They just came around and did flips and peeked in the windows? Because well, for all intents, you, they don't sound like they even tried to like attack them or get you, in. You said you'd punch the goat to get it to charge you. <laughs> right? 
Well, I'm just a <laughs> dumbass human now. Right. This is a goat. And this is a dumber goat, you know? <laughs> and I didn't have to go far to punch that goat in the head. I just Quasar, had to drive, drive dude, up the road to my brother's. Dude, Quasar Burger tonight? What do you want to do? Quasar, hey, why don't we go mess with some people in Kentucky? Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, guys, right. we just built this advanced spaceship that can travel all the way across the universe. Where do you want to go? Well, there's these fucking hicks out in Kentucky. Uh, they're really... in a carnival. Do you know what a carnival What, is? do you want to attack them? Do you want to take them over? <laughs> no. I just want to do flips around them <laughs> and peek in their windows. <laughs> Oh, there it is. I guess we're <laughs> in conclusion then, huh? Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that because this is this is like this has a ton of explanations, a ton of natural phenomenon. Sure. Also has a bunch of supernatural things attached to it too. Like maybe maybe it's real. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not. So I'm fine. Maybe it was an MK Ultra program. Maybe. Maybe they're all tripping balls. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. we should do that. Yeah, there's an MK Ultra one that's out there we could do. We should for sure do MK Ultra because, uh, well, I'll cut it out, but the Unabomber. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, here we are. We're I'm, glad that you, I'm glad you went the other route, though, because then it sounds like I kind of was going with that, too. And I really, <laughs> I really want to be on that side. I do, but... Yeah, my, my and just I'm kind of glad that you went that route because <laughs> I'm usually like a realist. Yeah. But this one, man, they they stuck to it like yeah. to the day they died. Right. All right, then there it is, inconclusive. That's I'm it. Anthony. I think I'm Brandon, and this is everything that's weird. <laughs> when people ask you, "What do you do for a living?" Do you want to be able to tell them I'm a producer? Well, now you can. Go to patreon.com, search everything that's weird, and sign up. We'll list you in all the show notes and mention you in every episode. Go to patreon.com to get started today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.